Welcome to Out of the Technicolor Closet, a podcast promoting inclusivity and understanding for the LGBT youth of today and tomorrow. We are your hosts, Ling and Stephanie. This is sponsored by the Out Center located in Benton Harbor, Michigan. So today we're going to be talking about the LGBT community and uh, its representation in the media. And we're going to define why representation is important, why it is relevant and what impact it has on all of us. In 2019, social media and television has become such an amazing tool for not only communicating with others, but for influencing people as well. But it's surprising with so many different types of people around the world, there's such a lack of representation for certain marginalized communities everywhere. One of those communities is the LGBT plus community. I have something definitely to say to that, because uh, as as time has gone on and you start to see different characters introduced into whatever show you might be watching that is part of the LGBTQ community, um, there's certain people that I have talked to and I won't name their names, (laughs) (laughs) but they're definitely not on board with everything uh about our community and basically they're like why are we seeing so many gay people on shows nowadays Mm. and it kind of gets frustrating because thinking about it it's like well why were there so many years with just straight people on shows exactly just because there's a new gay character introduced on a show it's it's kind of a normal thing that's really how pretty much society works there's going to be someone out there who is gay possibly even in your friend group and you might not even know it um Mm -hmm. but there is not a lot of representation or at least there wasn't as much representation as as opposed to now Mm -hmm. um in the past and uh i just kind of find it a little funny funny but also sad because it's like why are you so upset about something that is just part of life exactly and sadly majority of the time a lot of the Uh, gay people in movies or tv shows they're not even represented properly they're more Mm -hmm. of the kind of token Uh, gay friend oh this is my gay best friend you know he helps me uh go pick out stuff or go do this or this is my lesbian best friend and she helps me do this and she helps me do this and she cuts wood for me (laughs) (laughs) yep and it's never like an accurate representation of how people actually are when they're lgbt plus we're just like anyone else yes and yeah it's kind of mind-blowing because it's like ooh, we have special gay powers (laughs) look what we can do (laughs) masters at interior design and lumberjacking dang we should have a superhero at this point (laughs) speaking of superheroes there's a surprisingly small amount of amazing transgender actors and characters that are shown on actual primetime broadcasting programming. Mm -hmm. Currently, there's only three recurring trans characters that were counted on cable. On streaming services, the number is higher, but still at a really, really low number. So there's a few actors out there representing transgender people, but it's still a very, very minuscule amount. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, one I can think of... Sophia on Orange is the New Black, yep. I think her name is. Yep. But it's it's surprising it's so difficult to name only one. Uh-huh. Because, yeah, you can't really find too many people um, who do identify in that category, at least. Because, yeah, you're, they're, they're not really shown on TV. Because mm-hmm. it's still one of those things that I feel so many people are like, oh, oh, no, that's yeah. weird. Even though, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop acting like everything's weird. It's... <laughs> You know, people are people Mm -hmm. just because they're different from you. It's really no big deal. And it especially shouldn't be that big of a deal considering the fact that the amount of straight actors there are 
in comparison to LGBT actors or people being represented in TV shows or movies, it's very, very small. But anytime there is a queer relationship or a singular queer person showcase, it's, oh my gosh, they're invading the media. See, when when I see that, my reaction is, oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> I know. It's like, wow, finally. I know. And uh, I mean, it is kind of exciting because do you want to literally see the same thing over and over and over again? Same type of relationship, same straight couple, same white couple, mm-hmm. even so, you know? And it's just in more recent years that you start to see, um, you know, people of all different backgrounds starting to come into the media more so and being accepted and being put into different roles. And that's what it should have been this whole time because <laughs> with the amount of people that are on this earth that are even in like an acting career. Well, you're probably missing out on so many good people that you could be using. Yeah, there's probably a handful of amazing actors that are from different countries, but they're mostly ignored because they don't fit the normal cookie cutter standard. Mm-hmm. Not this race, not this height, not this whatever. Because mm-hmm. there's, uh, for example, Brokeback Mountain. That was a big title. A lot of people talked about. Mm-hmm. Quite controversial, I would say. Because many went in thinking it wasn't what it actually was. Yeah. I heard. Um, But it eventually became to be quite accepted. And it was a shocker for a lot of people on the outside and inside of the community. Not only that, there was Paris's Burning, which introduced the huge drag queen movement in, I think it was New York. Okay. Um, I didn't watch the whole movie, but... I heard for a lot of people that that movie not only gave them the education that they needed on the people who originally created this art form for the people of today, it kind of gave them a a look back into the past, what it was like to be able to do what you're doing now so freely in that day and age, see what those drag queens went through and all the trials and tribulations they faced. Okay, so now I know blue is the warmest color. That was a pretty big movie Mm -hmm. in the LGBTQ community. Probably more so the L and the B, Mm -hmm. (laughs) since it's about two girls. Um, Did you watch that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I I actually missed just the ending of it, but intense movie, intense sex scenes in the movie, Mm -hmm. um, which (laughs) I'm just saying, like, that's one thing that stands out, which is pretty realistic. Um, to to bring into this because I, I feel like a lot of movies or shows when it comes to having a romantic relationship with um, your partner, whether it being a lesbian relationship or a gay relationship, you know, mm-hmm. two men. Um, when it comes to those kind of scenes, they're like, and next scene. Yeah, they just gloss over it. Whereas this one was like a seven or eight minute scene where you're like, whoa. Now they're showing everything. <laughs> this is what happens. You're yeah, welcome. Right? But it's also um, a French movie. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that um, just, I studied abroad in France. And oh, okay. when I was there, in, in general, when it comes to nudity or sexuality, there's a big difference um, compared to American culture. And we're a lot more prude about so many things. Mm-hmm. Even sexuality, obviously, like a big thing. Um, but out there, it was just kind of like, Everybody do their thing. And maybe it's just where I was because I was in Paris. So it was the city. So mm-hmm. cities are naturally just a little bit more open minded. Yeah. At least from what I've noticed uh, and wherever I've gone. But 
at the same time when I was there, it's just kind of like, you do you, you be mm-hmm. you and it's okay. <laughs> um, now that was like seven years ago at this point, but at the same time, uh, I feel like American culture has always just been a little bit more prude to things. Speaking of American culture being prude to things, in the movie Boys Don't Cry, I uh, I watched the movie not expecting to to watch what I watched, but I was like, it hit me hard. Uh-oh. So Boys Don't Cry is about a female-to-male transgender person named Brandon Tina, and this is based off of a real-life story. Brandon Tina was actually killed in a hate crime. Mm. He was trying to pursue somebody that he loved, uh, this woman. And in the area that he was in, he wasn't accepted whatsoever. He was assaulted and then he was murdered by, I'm pretty sure, the two brothers or friends of the girl that Brandon wanted to be with. And the movie not only brought light to the incident that happened to Brandon Tina, but it helped a lot of people realize how human he actually is and this could have been anyone this could have been your child transitioning and going through this and being harmed in so many ways and dealing with so many questions like even in the beginning of the movie Brennan's just like well I'm a lesbian obviously you know I like girls I dress a little masculine every now and then you know I could never be a guy wait what Mm -hmm. and then it's kind of that road to self-discovery and it just ends in the saddest way possible But there's so much that came from that movie coming out where other people that maybe were in the same situation, similar to, but not as drastic as Brandon, saw some representation and maybe it helped them figure out who they were. Mm -hmm. In one of the newer movies, Love, Simon, that came out last year, the main character, he's gay, Simon, and the man he ends up falling in love with and dating is somebody of color Mm -hmm. and is also gay so it was really nice to see love simon be so widely broadcasted definitely and there was people i heard at school they're like oh yeah that actually looks pretty fun let's go see it Mm -hmm. and i was just kind of like oh do they know like are (laughs) they're not making fun of it this is really surprising yeah which with that um i think it's really cool looking at your age range nowadays i know there's definitely issues in your school that are hopefully going to be resolved or at least worked on as years come but when i was in high school if i i don't even know i mean i would not even mention the fact that i was bisexual Mm -hmm. i mean i clearly didn't tell anybody until only a few years ago but at that time it if you were gay oh my gosh you would get so made fun of Mm -hmm. and probably have your life be made a living hell at that point so it's kind of cool seeing or hearing that people from your school were actually kind of excited to go see a movie about a character who's gay and is the main character. Yeah, I think it's mostly because now with how maybe it's just from my school with how diverse it is. Mm-hmm. A lot of the kids are using the empathetic part of their brains and they're putting themselves in the shoes of said queer person and like, wow, I am a person of color and I feel I face the same trials and tribulations as Simon may at school because I'm bullied for how I look or I'm bullied for how I talk or I'm bullied for how I act. I'm bullied for this, that, and the other. And it's somebody on the screen that's not exactly them, but they can still relate to it. Mm -hmm. Which is good to have, especially when you're you're still in school. You're still Mm -hmm. dealing with so much. You're growing up. You're trying to mature. You're trying to figure out everything about life. And 
in addition to that, you don't want to have to worry about your friends or, mm. you know, your peers putting you down or making you feel bad in any way. You want to be accepted. And especially in that time of growth, you need a lot of pointers where to go in the right direction, kind of, yeah. because you're discovering yourself. You don't really know who you are when you're in high school. You're like, uh, maybe I like this and I'm going to wear this tomorrow. And oh, my gosh, being goth is kind of cool mm-hmm. or this, that and the other. And then being able to see people who aren't exactly normal, aren't exactly everyday Joe Schmo. Mm-hmm makes you feel like you're a little more free to express yourself yeah. in your day-to-day life. Let me tell you, when you get to your 20s, you still have some of those same thoughts. <laughs> Life's a struggle. I'm ready. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're still <laughs> questioning so many things in your 20s as well. Um, but it's nice to know that uh, even if you are a little younger, you can start to accept these things, mm-hmm. you know, about yourself at that age. So it's easier later on. Totally. I watched this video on... um how gay people were represented in the 90s when it comes to animation Mm -hmm. so like the devil and powerpuff girls and the um what really yeah like it's it's not i don't remember it's not them actually being labeled as oh yes this character is canonically queer it's more of giving this character certain stereotype stereotypical archetypes and then putting them in the forefront of the the TV show or movie and saying, hey, look at them, funny, feminine guy. What do you think of this? Cool, mm-hmm. right? And then they're usually brought on as the uh, anti-hero and less of the protagonist looked down upon, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's a, another devil example in Cow and Chicken. Oh, gosh. You're right. I forgot yeah. about that. Ah, cartoons from the 90s. I loved you so much. And now, looking back, know. it's a little, I don't know, man. There was there was an episode on Cow and Chicken. I remember this vividly because my dad started laughing out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> it was this biker gang of a very bitch, butch, <laughs> butch woman. They broke into Cow and Chicken's house and started eating their carpet and the uh, the dad for Cow and Chicken was just like, oh, no, it's the carpet munchers. And that was aired on television. Oh, my gosh. Kids watched it. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> now that I'm old enough to, to realize what I watched when I was younger, I'm like, this was really 90s cartoon? Wow. Oh, my gosh. They introduced some of the stuff into so many cartoons, I've noticed. Uh, Disney does, I mean, Disney does stuff, weird things that they Mm -hmm. try to hide things, but for Cartoon Network to do that as well. And you just realize it now. (laughs) And you look back and you're like, oh, my gosh, how many other cartoons? Yeah. How many other movies? Oh, wow. (laughs) You have to, like, go look that up now just to be like, What? It's true. Oh, Made wow. me so... I was so shocked. I was mm-hmm. like, bruh. Oh, I think they're actually called the Carpet Eaters. The Carpet Eaters. Yeah, they're called the Buffalo Gals. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, they actually banned the episode. I'd imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> so, when a lot of us were younger, we were introduced to many a cartoon that had a character that stood out being a little more strange than the others maybe you thought oh that's the funny weird character oh yeah everybody makes fun of that character oh funny Uh, haha Mm -hmm. and then you slowly start to realize that a lot of the personality traits of that character are stereotypical 
gay personality types that Mm -hmm. everybody you know labels a queer person with like oh you're gay (laughs) you must like fashion you must talk a certain way you must walk a certain way yeah and as you get older you look back at it and you're like oh my gosh maybe i shouldn't act like this maybe i shouldn't think like this maybe i shouldn't talk like this and it kind of gets in your head a little bit and you're overthinking well because potentially that character on the show was maybe made fun of for acting the way they did or mm. they were looked at like they were different so why would you want to be the different one so exactly makes sense yeah imagine being the only human raised on an alien planet never seeing someone who you can really truly relate to all right the beings around you they may be similar but they don't fully understand you and what you go through on a day-to-day basis then imagine finally being graced with videos of people like you documenting their day-to-day life even if it's mundane you finally found someone you know that goes through the same thing that understands and that's kind of how it is for queer people mm-hmm. where you look around and you're like yeah i'm like everybody else but there's certain things I go through that I'd, I'd like to relate to other people with. Sometimes it feels like you're so closed off from the others, especially if in, you're in a small town, that being able to sit down and maybe watch the CW, one of the four channels that your TV may connect to, sitting, um, chilling with your family and being able to see somebody that not only is an accurate representation of you, but makes you feel like you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, yeah, that's seriously such a good feeling. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of various shows that I watched throughout the years, but I, I know I remember seeing a few different characters that I'm like, wow, you're cool. I definitely relate to you. Mm-hmm. And it feels good to not, yeah, not feel alone in the world, even if it's just something on TV, because yeah, I get it's acting and all, but at the mm-hmm. same time, someone can actually hit it head on. That makes you feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. Especially, again, in like in, in TV shows like the Netflix original, Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. there's a lot of LGBT characters in that show. And a lot of the times the acting is very serious. And a lot of the morals of some of the episodes hit close to home for a lot of people that identify with some of the characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to include the uh, Lloyd in Space episode that I found where basically uh, it's this group of kids in space and there's this new kid that arrives and they're kind of this amoeba looking kid mm-hmm. and they're talking about music and it's like oh do you like more girly music or more guy music and the new kid's just kind of like ah, I don't know and they get to talking to um, a character named Zoid and Zoid is just kind of like, I, I I like both. I think both are pretty cool. And you find out that Zoid decides their gender on their 16th birthday. So when Zoid's 16th birthday finally comes around, everybody's so excited. Like, oh my gosh, you know, what do you identify as? Did you pick girls? Did you pick boys? You know, girls are better. Boys are better. Choose us. And then Zoid just kind of looks at him and is like, it's, it's none of your business. Really. <laughs> I'm going to be who I want to be. Exactly. And... It's not the best representation for somebody who's not exactly identifying with male or female, mm-hmm. but if anything, it's a start. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Because how old is that episode? Uh, I think it's one of the early 2000s episodes. Oh, so that's saying something. Yeah. Because we're in 2019 right now. <laughs> yeah. <And they're, laughs> Which I know you're aware of, but at mm-hmm. the same time, early 2000s, you're still dealing with a lot of stuff that's mm-hmm. kind of like the unknown and 
a lot of people still not being accepted. And it's so surprising that now in 2019, there's a lot more awareness when it comes to LGBT people, but there's such a lack of us still in in media today, especially media that's accessible to young children that isn't exactly, quote unquote, indoctrinating them Mm -hmm. into certain any ideological standpoints. If anything, I think more TV shows should take a nonchalant approach like Lloyd in Space did, where it's the main focus of an episode, but it isn't really like a not serious topic. It's kind of like, oh, maybe I should think about this. Maybe I should uh, take into consideration that, you know, not everybody's business should be my business and I shouldn't decide how other people should live their lives Mm -hmm. just because it's different from what I know. Yeah. Just because there's a lack of representation in social media or on television today doesn't mean there needs to be a lack of it in real life. So one thing that you can do if you're an ally or if you're part of the community yourself is go home or go to your workplace or hang out with your friends, anybody that has questions or is open to learning and say, hey, like, what do you want to know? Just be kind, be patient, be open to help and be very understanding if they're not exactly accepting at first oh yeah Mm -hmm. because if you meet them with hostility they're only going to meet you with the same hostility back very true i mean and it's going to be hard it really is because trying to get someone to understand your point of view when they're so set in their ways Mm. um is such a challenge especially when you feel so passionately about it and when it's something so personal Mm. about you and then the other person makes it more difficult for you to explain them like what you're feeling what what it is about it it is hard to kind of stay level and not get upset at times Mm. just trying to make someone understand but it's true you kind of do have to just take a deep breath (laughs) and uh i guess try your best and hope that the other person will understand Mm. even if introducing new ideas to the people around you is just saying hey have you heard about like this law lately or what are your opinions on this and just kind of slightly discussing it not pushing any opinions just seeing how they feel seeing how they think and asking them okay uh put yourself in the other person's shoes for a second just like sit back and think about it Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be anything too serious just something that they can take home with themselves at the end of the day and be like oh okay maybe they are just people like me that deserve the same things I do and so on and so forth. And that's what you want. Mm. (laughs) But just know that that's not always what you're going to get because there's plenty of people out there who are still in the same mindset that being part of the community is not a right thing or not the right way to live your life. But it's not like you're going to be able to change someone's mind in a moment just like that, you know, Mm. because they're basically trying to convince us as well (laughs) that we should be straight or something like that. But it doesn't work like that. And it's only to be expected if somebody is so dead set in their ways, if that's how they were raised and they never saw any representation in any media or representation Mm -hmm. anywhere else because Mm -hmm. they were so closed off from ever thinking that there's a way of life so different from their own and so not cookie cutter. It kind of blows my mind a little bit because I can look around and accept that there's other people out there that are different than I am that are going to live a different life than I am but not everybody is as open-minded as that Mm -hmm. which also just makes it hard to understand because you're like wait if I can be open to your life and what you want to do with it why can't you just be open to mine what's the big Mm. deal 
you know. But again, it's like you can't force someone to think a certain way. But at the same time, I'm like, all I'm asking you to do is just open your mind a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> For the better. <laughs> just to accept other people. And I mean, even if your opinion's not going to change in the long run, even if you're still completely against people who identify in a certain way, as long as you understand that that's how they live their life and nothing's really ever going to change that, and you just say, well, not really my existence, so it doesn't really matter to me, as long as you're able to understand that they're not doing you any harm and that they're just normal people, that's all that really matters. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good stopping point for today. There is representation out there in the media. The only thing is it's taken a long time to get it, and it's not always necessarily the most accurate. But again, it's a start, and uh, even though we've had it for a while now, it's a significantly less amount of time than people who represent the straight population. So hopefully that will start to change more and more as time goes on. So join us for our next episode, where we'll discuss transgender health and advice for youth and their families alike. Hey, thanks again for listening. It really means a lot to us. And give us a rating on Apple Podcast. And remember to subscribe to Out of the Technicolor Closet anywhere you go to get your podcasts.